0: and we want to start with some good news from Pfizer. It says data suggests its COVID-19 vaccine may be 90% effective in preventing the virus, but the drug maker stresses this does not mean a distributable vaccine is imminent, noting that the initial projection or protection rate might change by the time the study ends. Now, Pfizer officials say company uh, folks decided to reveal the early data in an effort to potentially offer some hope in the midst of this global health crisis. Canada by the way has bought the rights to 20 million doses of the vaccine. Now worldwide more than 50 million people have now been infected with COVID-19. The virus has claimed the lives of 1.2 million people and here in Alberta we're seeing record-breaking numbers of new cases a total of what it was about 1,600 over the weekend. We're starting the show this afternoon with Dr. Lorne Turrell the founding director of the Lee Kashi institute of virology uh, doctor welcome back to the show thank you very much it is nice to oh hold on just gonna hold on just one second here there we go need to make sure you're on the right button i can hear you better now doctor thank yes, you for this thank you very much all right is it time to pop the champagne and celebrate well it's certainly time to be very
1: optimistic about uh, the vaccines and the future of vaccines uh 90 protection if this uh, holds up is a very good level of protection against a respiratory virus such as the covid
0: 19 when we when we yeah when we look at 90 i think i heard a, a quote from dr fauci in the us saying that he was thinking even 60% would be good what would be kind of on average when it comes to protection from uh, you know with with vaccines that we that we already have
1: Well, it depends on the virus, and some viruses give us excellent protection. I would just use the example of polio. We're Mm -hmm. trying to eliminate polio in the world simply by vaccination. And it gives you very, very good protection. Uh, Measles, mumps, rubella, these give us very good protection. But some of the respiratory viruses, and influenza is the one everyone knows about, can be quite variable. And some years it's as low as 20 or 30 percent, and other times it's up in the range of uh, 50 to 70 percent. So for a respiratory virus to be in this range of 90% would be uh, really wonderful.
0: Now, um, there are still lots of questions to be answered, uh, isn't there? I mean, about how long the vaccine effects last, whether it protects younger people as well as does older people. So there's a lot of things that still have to be f- answered.
1: Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think that uh, we still need to know how long the immunity lasts mm-hmm. which is one of the big questions. Does the vaccine produce uh, immunity is it is is long-lasting, or will we require boosters or not? And it's too early to answer that question yet at this point, I think. But, uh, you know, when you think that this virus was first sequenced and identified on uh, the full sequence on January 23rd, 2020 less than a year later we have vaccines that are possibly giving 90 <laughs> percent reason to be very optimistic
0: yeah, give us an idea I mean this is uh, this is what you do this is your wheelhouse uh, doctor yeah less than a year and uh, we're at this point is um, have we ever seen anything like this before no we've never seen a vaccine and the
1: major illness like this develop that quickly it, it really isn't a test uh, it's, it's great testimony to biotechnology and how science has moved along that we could even do this. Uh, It really is a a great uh, great testimony to that type of technology.
0: All right, so we know that we're not at the finish line, but if you had to describe how close to the finish line we are, what would that be?
1: I would say we'll have, uh, you know, we now have 12 different vaccines that are in phase three studies. And this is the first to give us some, And I will stress that this is just a press release. It's Uh not a published paper yet. We wait to see when this has been peer-reviewed and published. But if the protection is at 90%, and I hope that some of the other vaccines that we're developing will also give similar protection, then uh, that's a very good sign for us and how we could move towards getting control of this virus.
0: The um, Pfizer said that if all goes well, that it could file an emergency use application with U.S. regulators later this month. That, what would that allow it to do? Well, that allows
1: it to be used in the U.S. Uh, earlier than it would in Canada. We don't have the same emergency mm-hmm. use regulation. However, uh, Health Canada will be reviewing all of the data and uh, proving it when they feel it's safe and effective.
0: So the FIs saying today that it was very encouraged and that's how we're describing this is as as encouraging news and they wanted to put this news out there because they felt they were in a position to potentially offer some hope amid the pandemic. Do you think that they should have announced this today? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of
1: things announced through press releases that I would be more comfortable if they were announced on the day that the results were reviewed by a peer reviewed uh, mm-hmm. committee and that they were published in a, in a very reputable journal. Much of their publications have already been in the New England Journal of Medicine, the top, uh, top journal and nature. So that they have published in very reputable journals and they have to be pretty confident about their results. As you they're mentioned, a very reputable company.
0: yeah, and as you mentioned, this this drug, this this uh, project that they're working on, is one of ten possible COVID nineteen vaccine candidates in late stage testing around the world. Um, what other ones are you keeping a close eye on?
1: Well, oh, we're keeping a very close eye on. Uh, there's another RNA virus, and this one is an RNA vaccine. And uh, Pfizer, there's another company called Moderna, and Mm -hmm. we've heard a lot about Moderna. They have, uh, in phase three, with their RNA vaccine, Um, AstraZeneca, Oxford University, has what we call a viral-delivered vaccine. And uh, this uh, viral vector vaccine is an adenovirus, and it's uh, also, I think, going to have promising results, but we don't know until we see them. Uh, Janssen is also an adenovirus-delivered, and then we have uh, two companies that uh, we're watching closely is Novavax and the Sanofi uh, Pasteur. They're both looking at more traditional vaccines where they have a protein and an adjuvant and uh, this gives you a good protection as well. All of these vaccines are designed to give you uh, good antibodies against the key protein in the virus that binds to your cell to enter the cell, and if you've got good antibodies to that, you Uh can protect the cell from being infected.
0: What are your thoughts on on, um, how a vaccine should be uh, distributed once one is approved?
1: Well, we have the Canadian uh, uh, National Advisory Committee on Immunization that will give that advice
2: to Mm. Health
1: Canada and to uh, the Public Health Agency of Canada. But, uh, you know... I think we all believe that the high <coughs> excuse me given the fairly high incidence of this virus uh, infecting healthcare workers
0: uh-huh. we
1: would like to see the healthcare workers on uh, front line vaccinated early I would hope and I would think that uh, the others are people over age 65 who have a worse outcome when they get infected with COVID-19 and there are also people with some conditions that make them more susceptible to an adverse outcome. These are some of the first uh, or the ones that will be priorized probably, but I I just want to say that that's up to the Public Health Mm -hmm. Agency of Canada and the National Advisory Committee on Immunization.
0: Yeah, I understand that.
1: The approval of the vaccine has to go through Health Canada approval, before we would be able to get it here in Canada.
0: Of course. Uh, doctor, how concerned are you with these, uh, with the numbers that we've been seeing in, in Alberta and Edmonton region over the last uh, month or so?
1: I'm very concerned. I think everybody uh, buddy that's in medicine or every, uh, and the lay public are very concerned. This is a, a high incidence of, uh, we've moved up quite a lot. Despite the, all the public health uh, measures we're taking, it still is a, very transmissible virus and uh, we need to be very uh, take all the precautions we can until we get a vaccine and if you got a vaccine that gives us this type of protection we would have a hope in the long run (laughs) of having good herd immunity and uh, moving life back towards
0: normal yeah and I'm wondering uh your thoughts as well um you know to the south of us uh, president-elect Biden saying that the uh, COVID-19 the pandemic there is going to be one of his top priorities um your your thoughts on that uh you know given what is happening in the, in the U.S. as well
1: well I think that uh you know there is a problem with this virus all over the world mm-hmm. however I think that you do make better progress If you are listening to the scientists, and I think there was the issue and conflict that arose between the scientists trying to give the best advice and President Trump, who minimized some of the effects of uh, COVID-19.
0: So uh, I think it's time I might go buy buy a bottle of champagne, but I'm not going to open it just yet, doctor. I'm going to hold off. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, take care. Dr. Lorne uh, Turrell joining us this afternoon, and he is the founding director of the Lee Ka-Shing Institute of Urology. He is a member of the Canadian Medical Hall of Fame, working right out of... Uh, the, the uh, Institute over at the University of Alberta. And he has done this. This is his job. This is what he has, uh, has worked on uh, for, for all of his life when it comes to vaccines and, and illnesses. So interesting stuff there. So the Prime Minister today, uh, the Prime Minister talking about uh, the vaccine and saying, you know what, hey, I, I get the fact that we woke up to some encouraging news.
2: This morning, Canadians woke up to very encouraging news from Pfizer and BioNTech about their vaccine candidate. Canada signed a deal with them in August to secure millions of doses. At the same time, we're also seeing other vaccine candidates progressing well. In Canada and around the world, scientists are working very hard and doing a great job. We hope to see vaccines landing in the early next year.
0: That was the Prime Minister earlier today saying, yeah, we hope the vaccines might land in the early next year, that uh, hopefully within the next few months we might see something that uh, could work. Uh, the Prime Minister went on to say, hey, you know what, Canadians, we need to just hang in there.
2: We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are hopeful we are getting there because our scientists are working incredibly hard. But we need to do our part. We need to stay strong and hang in there a few more months, maybe more than that, but we can see it coming. So download the COVID Alert app, keep your distances, reduce your gatherings to essential members of your family and follow local public health advice. That's how we'll get through this winter to a spring and a summer that will be much better. I
0: promise. Gosh, we can only hope so. And again, so uh, the numbers from the weekend um, on Saturday on Saturday there were 919 uh, new COVID-19 cases announced, and uh, then on Saturday or on Sunday there were 727 cases being reported, bringing the weekend total to what 1,646. Over the weekend, 11 people died, all of whom seniors in either hospitals or continuing care centers in the province. You'll remember on Friday, that Dr. Hinshaw was joined by Premier Jason Kenney. There'd been a lot of calls for the Premier to show up and, you know, maybe start talking about this pandemic again because he'd really been a little bit MIA on the COVID front for the past couple of months, letting Dr. Hinshaw take uh, deal with, it, with most of it. But he did join her on Friday, and... Um, said you know what you need to stop partying you need to stop having social gatherings at your place um and and those were two of the the big ones and dr hinshaw once again having a news conference today you'll hear it in just over an hour's time we'll we'll find out uh, the latest on covid 19 in alberta from her uh we can tell you as well that the province still dealing with um their online reporting system. They were having some more problems on the weekend. Uh, We didn't get breakdowns on zones, hospitalizations, or recoveries uh, from the information on the weekend. Hopefully we'll get more of that today.